Hey, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the Mission Manhood Podcast. Today, my guest is Patrick Spencer. Patrick was also the guest on episode one of the Mission Manhood Podcast. Today, we're talking about discipline. Patrick is a CrossFit athlete, and I am someone who walks and does yoga stretches. So it's not really about the intensity of a workout, but we both have similar views on the importance of discipline. And for me, discipline is all about showing your mind and body who the boss is so that you can operate from your true self. Thank you so much for joining, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mission Manhood podcast. I'm very excited that Patrick Spencer is joining me today. Patrick has been on the podcast before. Patrick, I'm really glad to have you here It's today. a pleasure as always, Angela. It, it really is. We do some, some great work together. We've done some great podcasts in the past and I'm hoping we will have another great one today. It's a pleasure to be here. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on today is because I am going in order through the archetypes on my Instagram account, and I'm currently on Warrior. You always come to mind when I when I think about the Warrior. The last episode, I talked to someone about the Warrior and violence, and I know that's an important part of the Warrior archetype. But I also wanted to round that out with talking about the Warrior and discipline. And so I thought that that you would be a great person to talk to about that. Yeah, I do think it's very important. First and foremost, understand that the the violence in the warrior, as you mentioned, is is a primary part of his being. And as I think it's Jordan Peterson, I've heard say before, but it is a saying that floats around out there that um, a good man is not a weak man. A good man is a dangerous man who has it under control. And so that is absolutely what the warrior is, is he is a dangerous man. He is someone who is able to and capable of inflicting violence and harm upon other individuals, but he chooses the true warrior chooses not to. He chooses to to use his power for violence, for danger in the correct way. So I would just start off by saying that's primarily important to understand about the warrior is that he 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 is yeah. a dangerous man. He is. That's that's what makes him what he is. If he's not if he's not dangerous, then what is he? He's he's certainly not the warrior. The warrior has to be dangerous, but he just has to have it under control and use use that power when the time comes and when the when the call to arms is sounded. So that's that's sort of number one. I think that is how Vic put it in the last episode, is that it's a tool that you use, not every day, but just like any other tool, you need to know how to use it and you need to be ready to use it when it's appropriate. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and then I guess, you know, to, to to go into the idea of discipline, discipline, on the other hand, is a tool that the warrior has to use every single day. It's sort of his foundational building block. Uh, it is, I think, what creates, you know, we, we talk about the danger that the warrior is capable of or the, the harm that he's capable of. Well, that's all a product of his training. That danger that he embodies is a product of his of his daily training. And that daily training is a product of his discipline. So the discipline is sort of the keystone or the cornerstone of it all. And that would be a foundational view of what the warrior's life looks like. It's it's a constant, and I don't I certainly don't mean this just in the physical way, but it's a constant training game. You know, the warrior is constantly training himself. Mind, body, and soul. And that's all founded by discipline. If there's no discipline, there's no training occurring. If there's no training occurring, there's no warrior. 
The warrior is a product is the yeah. product of his efforts, is the product of his training. It's whether we talk about the Spartans, the samurai, the Vikings, any warrior culture, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they train. That's why I hold the Spartans so dear is that they're, you know, they, they, they were always working on themselves, always training. They, they were the manifestation really of discipline, the personification yeah. of discipline. Uh, and that's why I love them so much. That's why I hold the Spartans so dear. Discipline is the cornerstone yeah. of the warrior's life for sure. I like that you mentioned that it's the mind and the body. And if you don't have that mental toughness as well, it's hard to always follow through with the training. Oh, 100%. One of the biggest facets of my life is physical training. You know, it's, it's, it's so funny because one of the things you find sort of in the fire and the forge of that daily physical training is that it's really more of a mental game. You find that when you get to a certain point, it's just a matter of your mind taking over and making you kind of stick in there. You know, just like, for instance, last night I did this Brutal, brutal, grueling workout. And the only thing that made me stick in there was just the mental game was just my mind, you know, telling me to hang in there. It's certainly a duality. They both uh, they both play their parts. And, and I don't think one can exist without the other, really. I'm also very fascinated by the idea of soul as well. You know, mind, body and soul, the the holy trinity, if you will. There's a mate. There's a the constitution of the human being and the constitution of the warrior for sure is a, a three parter. The reason that we discipline the mind and the body is so we can access that true self or the soul mm-hmm. and kind of live from that place of of integrity. And it really becomes the why. I think so. Absolutely. You might even call it purpose. Yeah. That why, that, that deeper meaning, that purpose, that comes from a deeper that is actually where the discipline, I think, comes into play. I don't think you can have purpose without having discipline in the first place. A purpose is something you find through the work that you do, you know, regardless of what that work be. You know, purpose is found through sort of through the grind. So I really believe that we put our mind to the task. We do that workout. We, we do our work for the day, you know, whatever. We, we find purpose in the work that we do. I really believe that. So I just think discipline... I mean, hell, we could say for the warrior, but for human beings overall, I just think that discipline is really, as I've said a few times now, the cornerstone for it all. That's where it starts. I think a life without discipline is not much of one at all. I really believe that. And that's through my own own journey, that's what I found. Um, I've found the most meaningful moments through the work that I've done. I was going to ask you, I think I told you right before we started recording that I had taken some notes from the book, King, Warrior, Magician, and Lover. They talk about this aspect of the warrior having a transpersonal commitment, a commitment to something that's bigger, bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And they contrast that with the hero, which is like the immature version of, of the warrior. And the, the hero's commitment is to himself, impressing himself and impressing others. Mm-hmm. But through that discipline and that access to your true self, that willingness to sacrifice is what is a sign of the mature masculine. And so I'm not sure if that's kind of what you're talking about when you talk about purpose. It's a big part of it. I'm going to use the Spartans again as an example. That's where I've based my creed and all of my learnings and, and, and my teachings. That they They again come to mind when you talk about sacrifice and when you talk about you know it being more than yourself. 
in Spartan society, you were taught that you came last, that your state came first, mm-hmm. your brother, your sister came first, that this ideal of harmony and this ideal of something bigger than you came first, that your life was actually forfeit, if need be, in in defense of something greater. Uh, very much the way that we think about like soldiers today. And I think that the the true warrior lives for something bigger than himself. I think that's fundamentally, foundationally, what makes him, honestly, it's the difference in the hero and the warrior. One thing that that I read is that this bigger thing, this central commitment that you have, it's what your entire psyche is kind of organized around. I see that in you. Whatever you're yeah. after, you sort of organize your life around it. Certainly, I have tried to organize my life around sort of a set of principles of self-sacrifice, of something just bigger than me. And sometimes I have a hard time even pinpointing what that is, but I just kind of know that I'm here to to make a difference and to leave an impact, to leave a legacy. Yeah, I have adopted that mentality. Every Everything that I do, whether it's in my writing, whether it's in training my clients as an athletic trainer, whether it's my postings on Instagram, I always have in mind making a difference. Like the whole reason I dedicated five, six years of my life to writing my book and, and trying to resurrect the Spartans was to try to show the world how to, in my estimation, the right way of doing things. I'm not in it you know, to, to make a buck like so many people are. I'm not in it for personal glory like so many people are. I'm not in it for for the cars or the fame or, or whatever. I think that brings up a good point. And it's back to that advantage of being a warrior and that mental and physical discipline. One of the things that you can do with that is discern. When you run across someone, you can discern if there's someone that's worthy of being your brother or worthy of you listening to. When you brought out that point about there are a lot of people out there who are trying to make a buck. Like, what is someone's intention? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with feeding your right. family, earning a living. But I know what you're talking about. It's that immature masculine hero. His purpose is to impress himself and to impress others. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for men, especially who are just getting involved in this journey, to look for leaders who are in it for that higher purpose, who are willing to sacrifice. We actually are in this together, like it or not, know it or not, realize it or not, acknowledge it or not, accept it or not. If you are trying to, if you're an individual who's trying to just be in it for himself, that's really going to blow up in your face in the end. We are community. We are tribe. We are meant as human beings to, to be part of a tribe. It's just how we're constructed. That's fundamentally really our duty. It's incredibly important, like starting that journey with a sense of purpose and duty. Duty is maybe even a better word to use, you know, the duty of, of adhering to that purpose, that greater purpose, the duty of, of finding tribe and being a part and playing your part toward a greater good. I like to use the analogy of like different parts of the same organism. One guy was the heart, you know, that, that beat within the chest that made the blood pump. You know, one guy was the arm that, you know, did feats of strength. One guy was the legs that did the running. One guy was the brain that did the thinking. Nobody was more important than the other. We all play our equal but different part. I think it's important to remember that not everybody 
is going to be in your tribe. Like not everybody is for you. So we, we do sort of have to be selective. That bigger than you ideal that you're searching for. In the book, it said that you develop a devotion to the ideal to the point of personal annihilation. Mm -hmm. What you were just saying about the different parts of the body, that reminds me of the teaching of Christ that die to yourself and then to become part of the body of Christ. So it's a commitment to this ideal that makes you useful to the whole. You've moved beyond just life being about me. My life is for life. It's so funny how, I mean, I go back to the Spartans again, and it's funny how they just seem to embody this. They really do seem to consummate all these ideals we're talking about. My mind just goes back to them time and time again. When I look at these four archetypes, really the purpose of learning about the archetypes is you're creating this ideal for yourself, and then you move toward that ideal and become the Mm -hmm. ideal. The way I look at the at the Spartans for you is you've taken that and narrowed it down even further. The Spartans for you are are very much archetypes that you've placed them as your ideal right. because they embody so many of the things that are important to you and you see the value of of what they stood for. Yeah, that's probably the perfect way to say it. Just that I get, I love that idea that you talk about of self annihilation because in order to attain that purpose and to become one with that greater idea of purpose, it takes a certain, it takes work to get there. Purpose and work are inherently intertwined. You can't have one without the other. But I think the big point I would full full circle 360 come back to is discipline. I think this is all tied back to discipline. Self-annihilation is work, self-annihilation in pursuit of a greater goal in order to, to get yourself there and to do the work to come one with that greater good, that is all a result of work, which is a result of discipline. It's funny as we have this conversation, it's almost revealing itself to me, whether I've consciously thought of it before or not. But discipline really, really is the cornerstone. Discipline to me just seems to be just absolutely integral. That's how I would bring it all back full circle. Yeah, I I like that. And that kind of feeds into what I wanted to say. Just to zoom out for a second, if you don't mind, and then we can zoom back in. One of the reasons why I want to talk to you about The Warrior is because I think you have a very balanced way of looking at it. You do train more than anybody else I know, actually. So you do the work to shape your physical body to get your physical body in a certain condition, but you also incorporate the idea of mental discipline. You also incorporate the idea of that self-leadership or that soul or spirit, that deeper level of consciousness. But the other thing that's really important that sometimes people leave out, because a warrior is detached by nature, I feel like you do a really good job of also bringing the lover along. Hmm of remembering humanity. That's why you do what you do, is to help people be better. I love the way that you're striving to be balanced in all of those quadrants. And I wanted to read something that you said, and then I'll give you a chance to to comment on it. This was a post that you made about physical strength alone. And you were saying that physical strength alone is not enough. Mental intellect. You're saying that the combination of the two is really not an option. Mm -hmm. You said it is the path of righteousness. But 
As with all such things, that path is just excruciatingly hard to walk, for the only way out is straight through the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know exactly which post that was. And I, I just think the true warrior is, as human beings, we are not just one facet. We we are physical. Right. We, are, we do have a brain. We do have a soul. So... The human being and thus the warrior is just incomplete if he doesn't possess all facets. And that's what I try to train. I think one of the things to talk about the Spartans again, I think one of the things that history has sort of forgotten about them is that they were actually the consummate philosophers as well as the consummate warriors. That the only reason that we remember them for being the great warriors, because when people when people think about the Spartans, we think of this just utterly unbreakable will. That's not a physical thing. That's that's mental, that's philosophical, that's spiritual, that is something totally transcendent. That And that's why I say even in physical training, it's 90% mental, 10% physical. The physical part comes, like it's natural. It's the mental part that determines whether you're going to succeed or not. To be the true warrior, you've got to have all facets. If you only have one, you're just going to fall short. It, it, and honestly, I think what happens if you only have one facet, there's a high likelihood that you kind of abuse your power. Like if you're just really strong, but you don't have the mental game to back it up, you'll there's a high likelihood that you'll use that power for bad. It's like talk, going back to what, what I said in the very beginning, that a good man is not a weak man. A good man is a strong man who has it under control. Well, the strong man has to have the mind in order to have it under control. If the strong man is like, let's say, physically strong but doesn't have the mentality to back that up and doesn't understand how to be truly righteous, there's a high likelihood he might do physical harm to somebody or something. I think it's a dangerous game to play, to be unfulfilled, be to be lacking in one area. I think it's a dangerous game to yeah. play. And you can flip that around and, and talk about only having the mental aspect. I mean, if you're really, if you're like a really, really smart academic, but you lack the physical strength, well, if someone runs up on you and your family and you need to defend yourself and your loved ones, you're not going to be able to. So, I mean, we can, we can flip this around in all different directions, but it's vital that you have the, the three-part structure all together. Yeah, I totally agree with you. If you're charged with defending something and you don't, understand the issues or you don't understand what you're defending, then you can be manipulated very easily. Mm. And I agree with you that just like some people focus on being strong and they don't they don't work on making their mind mentally tough, other people can be bullies intellectually. It is possible to have that abuse of power either way. When you have that balance, I think what is resultant from that balance is is a sense of wisdom. You learn through through the training of all these different elements what it is to be human. Wisdom is sort of the understanding of the human of the human state of existence and where what our place is you know, relative to to God, I suppose, our mortal human state. That's when you possess, you know, the fulfillment of each of those facets of the physical, the mental, and, and the soul, you really start to get a hold on what it is to be human. You've got it all in your possession. You can see yeah. the bigger picture. To have true wisdom or true perspective is to be able to see the, the big picture. The word perspective in Latin literally means to be able to see through, per and, and spect. It's literally to be able to see through things. So to have true perspective is to be able to see the whole picture. When you have each of those facets in your possession, you then gain an insight into life. Well, before we 
get away in the book, it talked about some of the advantages of the training that you mentioned. I just wanted to run these four aspects by you and see if it resounds with you. The first one they said was the training gives you the ability to act decisively. That's one thing that my last guest was saying that when you're presented with danger, Mm -hmm. that ability to act and know what action you're going to take is, is really important. It is. It absolutely is. Training in the physical sense, but any, any, any kind of training, really. It's, it's a metaphor for a battlefield. It's a simulation of battle. And in battle, you've got to be able to make those decisions. Lives are at stake and your life is at stake and you can't afford to not be decisive. And when you train, it simulates that battlefield. It simulates that experience of you've got to do it now. You know, a workout I did last night and it just about killed me. And the whole time it was it was an hour of I can't breathe and just focus on the next rep. Just focus, just focus, just focus, just do it, just do it, just do it. That's what training teaches you. You can just see naturally how that would be helpful if you're a parent, if you're at your job, if you're a leader of any sort in the community, you need to have that ability as a mature man to be decisive. So you learning that or cementing that through training is And is I think a plus. we have to understand life is a battle. Life is a battlefield and thus training prepares you for life. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Life is hard. Developing this sense of purpose and these tools and skills that you need to get through mm-hmm. it is so helpful. The second thing that they mention that training offers you is aggressiveness. Okay. What they describe that as a stance that rouses, energizes, it motivates you, it pushes you toward the offensive and out of the defensive. So you're not always in that holding position. You possess a vital energy that that gets you going. I completely agree with that. It absolutely does teach you to be offensive. When you're when you're in that simulated battle, when you're in the middle of the fight, it will force you to a sort of adopt a, a stance of aggression. It will force you to, forces you to find a way. The other thing I would say that's sort of the counter to that, I would say it also teaches you how to play defense in a way because when you get to a certain point in your training, when it gets, when it gets bad enough and it gets grueling enough and brutal enough, you, because you have to find a way through, sometimes it's a matter of just finding a way like not to get hurt, not to mess up the next rep. It's a fine balance of offense and defense. But I would make the argument that as much as it makes you aggressive and teaches you to play offense, I would also absolutely say it teaches you to play defense because you get to a point where it starts beating you up. You you start taking punches and there there's a sort of defensive stance you have to adopt at that point. Now what you want to do, I wish I was I wish I was actually a fighter so I could make a better analogy here. <laughs> but um, you know, what you really want to do is like you want to take that defensive stance and then switch it into an offensive one. So you want to learn how to take those blows and weather them so that you can then flip it and go into offensive mode. So I believe that yeah. training offers you a standpoint of both. Well, it sounds like what you're saying is like you're buying yourself some time to formulate a new plan. And that ability to pivot sometimes is is really crucial. Mm -hmm. That kind of goes back to the warrior being more than just a physical being. Like you got to be a strategist. You've got to have the mental game as well. So, And, And the flexibility to know when your plan is no good anymore. We've seen a lot of people stumble and fall because they, you know, have to stick to the plan that they had in advance. Yeah, you know, being adaptive. Bruce Lee was one of the best. You know, he famously said, be like water. 
And that really is, we, we've pretty much covered the third point, which is clarity of thinking yeah. and the importance of being a strategist and a tactician and not and being able to evaluate. When you're in that simulated battle, when you're when you're in the heat of the fight, the thick of the fight, it, it that's literally what it teaches you to do. It teaches you to think clearly. It's like I said a minute ago, like you figure out a way through. You just have to. It just teaches you to figure it out. You know, that's the beautiful thing about training is that everything extraneous falls away. Nothing else matters except what is right in front of you. And that is absolute clarity of thinking. You don't see anything else but the objective straight in front of you, the the, the enemy to be slain, the next rep. The last point of the advantages of, of training was the awareness of imminent mm-hmm. death to have that as part of of your daily life, it forces you to live more fully. The training shows us that we are mortal creatures. (laughs) It humbles you. When you step into the fire, you realize that you can be burned. You are very susceptible. That's sort of that beautifully grueling point in training that you get to where you realize like, holy crap, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can keep going. You want to quit. You, you know, you, you feel that, proverbial um, death, you know, you feel it creeping up on you, it teaches you that you're mortal. And because it humbles you, it, it absolutely teaches you to live life to the fullest. You're a mortal creature. And so any moment could be your last. Part of human wisdom is understanding that we are not invulnerable. We are always susceptible. That That's our state as human beings is that we precisely are not gods, but we can try to get as close as possible. And though, and although that might sound a bit hubristic, and although we never truly will attain divine status, I think our purpose is to to be a little bit closer to God, to get as close as we possibly can. And that's why we train is to to become a little bit less mortal. That's such a paradox, and I agree completely that the training takes you higher and closer to your ideal, mm-hmm. which gives you a life of purpose. But also that humility to know what your limitations and weaknesses are is is really fundamental t- to a warrior as well. You've got to know. Again, it's the offense-defense thing. You've, you've got to know when to push. You've got to know when to hold back a little bit. You've got to know the balance. So absolutely. Yeah. So I really appreciate you talking that out with me because you know, it's one thing to read something in a book, but then to actually talk to you, you're, you're basically living this life. You're, you're in intense training right now. For the CrossFit, Ooh, yeah, that's um, that's absolutely right. So, all right, so the CrossFit Games are—it's a, a competition for fittest on earth. So, I am literally training to be the fittest man on earth right now. So, that would be next year. That's my primary objective right now. Is mm-hmm. and I'm training probably just depends a solid solid three hours a day. Four can be five. It's gonna get up to probably yeah. eight eventually. That's my my singular objective right now. Really, is um, trying to be the fittest man on earth in 2022. Wow, what a goal! I'm trying. You know, I'm a big believer in that. That all we can do is try. That all we can do is put out our our best effort. And I just I just play that me versus me battle. I just try to be a better me every day. Yeah. And I, I hope and feel that if I do that, that I will attain that goal or any other that I set my mind to. But I just believe that's for us. That's yeah. where it starts: is being better than you were yesterday. That training, like we said earlier, can just ripple out to every other area of your it, life and be beneficial. It does. Yeah, so. it certainly does. Tell me um, just a little bit update on your 
book. How's how's that going? Oh uh, yeah, so that's the other big. That's well, actually, so I guess there's sort of three big facets of my life right now, and then that's the second one. So I'm working on installment two right now. So book one was published back in August of 2020 on the actual anniversary of the Battle of Thermopylae that was done intentionally. So yeah. the book centers around the uh, the famous Battle of Thermopylae. And after spending dedicate, you know, pretty much selling away five years of my life to get that done, it's almost been a year since yeah. then. Can people find that on Yeah, Amazon? it's on Amazon. It's pretty accessible. It, it's laid out as a six, actually a seven part series, uh, going to be six parts with a prequel. So a seven part series. The series is titled An Eternal Truth. And installment one is called Defiance. So you can type in either one of those titles, a series title or installment one title, Defiance and An Eternal Truth being the series title. And it's on Amazon. Yep, it ships worldwide. It's available in Kindle version or digital version. And it's also available in hardback and paperback and print version. So I'm working on, a, on an audio book. Haven't gotten that out yet. Well, tell us about, I've seen stuff recently on your Instagram. You have a new project. So maybe the third big, big slice. Yeah. So what, what else so are you that's working number on? Three. Yeah, I guess I'm turning into a bit of a renaissance, man. Much cause, <laughs> um, the third part is actually goes hand in hand with my training. So over all this time, basically that I've been physically training and, you know, and training for the CrossFit games. And I think basically I just ended up figuring out I have a gift for this, for training, yeah. for this this way of life. And I felt like it was my duty to bring that to other people. So I've officially gone into the training business. I'm now an athletic trainer. I've teamed up with my coach, actually, who is an absolutely astoundingly good coach. I he, he has taken me to levels of elite fitness that I can't even describe. His name is Rich Fernandez. You guys can actually find him at RFDZ Strength on Instagram if you want to check him out. But we've teamed up together and we are now taking on clients and we are trying to basically forge more Spartans. Well, that's that's really exciting. And I think a perfect fit for you because you do have a lot of expertise. You've put a lot of time and effort into it. Rich and I both felt that it was, uh, like I said, a duty, you know, and that goes mm -hmm. back to a lot of what we talked about earlier about it being bigger than you. That if you have a gift, then it's your duty to impart it to the rest of the world to help it be a yeah. better place. If anybody's interested, hit us up. It would be our absolute pleasure to train you. So we are, we are in the business now. Thank you so much as always for joining me and bringing to life some of these ideas about the warrior. I really appreciate it. Oh, that. likewise. I appreciate you too, Angela. It's a true pleasure. It's, it's an honor to, to have someone who, who appreciates what I do and that really means the world, honestly, more than anything, because I've yeah. really tried to dedicate my life to this and trying to, you know, be a spark, try to create more of them. It, it's it's an honor that, that you, you know, you appreciate what I do and I appreciate what you do as well. A lot of times I, you know, reach out for your account when I am feeling down and I really can always count on a good word there about get up, do it. Nobody else is going to do it for yeah. you. You're doing great work. We all have our down times and our, and our up times as well. I think what I try to do more than anything is just to stay steady. Vital that we keep going. You know, my, my mantra is yeah. ever forward. Keep marching, keep going. And that's what a Spartan does. Yeah, I love it. Well, I look forward to seeing what happens with your new business venture and also with the CrossFit. I hope you'll you'll keep us updated you'll, with that. Absolutely. You know, you'll you'll be you'll be well updated. Obviously Instagram is is where I'm really at. Truly Spartan on Instagram and check me out there and, and you'll get to kinda get to kinda see the journey unfold.
Well, thank you, Patrick, and I'll talk to you soon. It's been a pleasure, Angela. Thank you.